0: Rundown, rundown today is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Paul Fritchner, and this show is produced by Chatterbox Sports. Lots to get to today, and we'll start with last night's late result in Maui, where UC lost 101 to 93 to Arizona. My guest today is Charlie Walter of KPIX TV in San Francisco. Charlie was born and raised in Cincinnati, went to Ohio University, but he's followed the UC basketball program forever. I really appreciate his thoughts and opinions, so I wanted to have him on to talk about last night's loss. He and I will go into great detail about the game in just a few minutes, but to give you the bare bones of it, the Bearcats made 17 threes in this game, including nine from Landers Nolly. However, Arizona's big men, Tabellis and Balo, were entirely too much for UC to handle. Those two combined to score 51 points and grab 21 rebounds. And Arizona outscored UC 52-26 to in the paint. Nolly led UC with 33 points and Victor Locken added 17. Jeremiah Davenport had 10 but fouled out after a strange move to have Davenport guard Tubelis for large portions of the game. The final score is a bit deceiving. UC did have a miracle backdoor cover. The Bearcats were trailing by 18 points with 81 seconds left in the game, but they went on a 10-0 run, in the last minute and 21 seconds made their last three shots, including a couple of threes from Josh Reed to get that cover and lose by eight. Northern Kentucky opened the Gulf Coast showcase with an 82-61 loss to Florida Gulf Coast. Marquez Warwick crossed the 1,000-point threshold for his career and finished with 16 to lead the Norse. NKU got outscored by 21 points from beyond the arc and by 12 at the free-throw line. Chris Brandon, who had 17 rebounds against UC last Wednesday, was basically a non-factor in this one. Just had two points and two rebounds. Also, Trayvon Faulkner only had four points, which is something to keep an eye on after he had five against UC. Now NKU turns their attention to UT Arlington today, who, unlike Florida Gulf Coast, does not shoot a ton of threes and instead just tries to grind it out at the free throw line. That game is at 1.30 Eastern time on flow hoops. Wright State beat Abilene Christians 77-61 on opening day of the Vegas Four Trey Calvin continued his nice start to the season with 27 points to lead all scorers. The Raiders play UC Riverside tonight at 10 p.m. And again, like you heard on yesterday's show, you can watch on Baller TV. But let's get right to it. Charlie Walter and I talked for a while about the Bearcats game last night in Maui. This is Charlie Walter of KPIX TV. Charlie Walter joining me now. And Charlie, after we saw UC score 11 points in the second half last week against NKU, the Bearcats scored 63 points in the second half against Arizona tonight. UC loses 101 to 93, but they made 17 threes in this game. They shot 50% from beyond the arc, 17 of 34. Landers Nolly was nine of 14 ridiculous offensive numbers from UC but they still never even really it felt like had much of a chance in this game in the second half because every time they made a run so did Arizona and by the time UC went on their 10-0 run at the end of the game UC was losing by 18 with 81 seconds left and went on a 10-0 run to eventually lose by 8 it just felt like Charlie every time UC went on a run to try and squeak back into it, which they did at a couple of points when Landers Nolly got hot to start the second half. They just couldn't get the stops when they needed to. And you have some thoughts, I can tell.
1: I have plenty of thoughts. Uh, Let's start with the fact that Josh Reed just ruined the night of the Arizona betters taking the nine and a half with, with six points in about 30 seconds, deep threes after not really doing anything all game. So Cincinnati covers. That's the first thing on my mind. Second of all, that may have been the greatest Bearcats shooting performance I've seen since James White in the 2007 Big East tournament. I I mean, Landers Nolley went off, and that's why this is a sad day, bad day, because this Bearcats team would have lost to that Arizona team 100 out of 100 times. They played a pretty good basketball game, And, and I'm sitting here right now looking at Cincinnati wondering, what is this team good at? I guess they're a good shooting team, but at the same time, Nolly statistically over his career has been whatever DeJulius has been whatever from deep Davenport's been a little better than whatever Mike Adams Woods, not really. So I don't know if this is going to be a great shooting team they, they, they shot the hell out of the ball last night and we'll see what they do against the Buckeyes, but I have no idea what this team's good at. I have no idea what this team's identity is supposed to be. I don't understand what the signing of the was, if he's not going to play and if he's not, ready to play at this level. He's a fifth year senior. Um, I'm just sitting here right now. And, uh, like a lot of Bearcat fans are, I'd imagine I'm, I'm excited to see some Jizzle James and potentially flurry, Badunga down the road because, uh, I don't think this team's going to win many games. I think it's going to be more of the same that we saw the last two years. And he, all you can really do is point the fingers at the last couple of years of, of Mick Cronin's recruiting cycle. And then the, uh, The era that was John Brannon, where everyone seemingly you know, just backed out on him and said, we're good, we're either leaving, or at this point, everyone seems to be gone, aside from uh, the the three guys in the Bearcats' starting lineup. Victor Locken, I think, is a plus for the Bearcats. Uh, I like Daniel Skillings. Josh Reed showed a little bit of promise in the last minute or two, but uh, aside from that. And Nolly, of course, I just I don't know where to start with the team. They're 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 soft. They don't look like a Bearcats team of the past that was you know. I mean, this looks like what we've seen the last couple of years. So I'm not surprised. It looks like a team that's going to go up against the Houston Cougars and lose by 20 yet again. Um, maybe I'm wrong. They come out against Ohio State and, and prove me wrong, and they're a better team that I'm giving them credit for. Or maybe they go out there lose to Louisville and we're all sitting here like wow this is you know again a middle of the pack the bottom uh, american athletic conference team so those are my initial thoughts I, i just i don't know what to think of this team
0: charlie you texted me about midway through the first half and you said how open and honest can i be on this podcast and i said as long as you keep it kid friendly you can be as honest as you want because that's what the people listening to this podcast appreciate And I think you summed it up pretty well, uh, as brutally frank and honest as you could right there, because this was about as well as UC could play offensively. They may not play a better offensive game than what you saw tonight. If you stayed up, if you're listening to this podcast and you stayed up to watch this game, you watched what was probably the best UC offensive performance of the season. And if you didn't watch this game, you missed it. So go back and watch the highlights. You see, though, even though they shoot 50% from three, they make 17 threes, they shoot 47% from the field. Arizona shoots 62% from the field. They shoot 53% from three, eight for 15 from beyond the arc. And even more importantly for Arizona, not only did they shoot well from three, they also dominated in the paint, 52 to 26 points in the paint. For Arizona, the big men for Arizona were just dominant all night long. Tubelas, Balo. Tubelas goes for 30 and 11 in this game. Balo goes for 21 and 10. So two double doubles for Arizona tonight. They had five players scoring double figures. Cincinnati scored 93 points in this game, 194 points combined in a college game. And it still felt like Arizona was in control for probably 33 of the game's 40 minutes.
1: So here's where I'm going with this. Arizona hit some tough shots, sure. But probably 70 to 80 of those points tonight were just easy looks. Just a lack of Cincinnati post presence. And, I mean, look, Wes Miller inherited a tough situation where – because John Cunningham dragged his feet and because the situation went on with John Brannon, are we going to keep him or are the Bearcats going to let him go? Because of that, he, he got a late start on recruiting, but he brought guys in like Odio Guama and he, he spent a, a scholarship on Sage Tolentino, who doesn't look to be ready and he's redshirting, and brought in Kalua Zipke, who isn't seeing the floor in the second half of this basketball game. And at some point, you got to I, I love me some Wes Wooden, I'm still sitting here and it's call options on Wes Miller. I don't necessarily know why. I don't know what he's shown me, at least on the floor, that it makes me think it should be call options. But I believe in him for a multitude of reasons. Uh, the biggest being the recruiting that he's done. But as of right now, when it comes to getting a big Oguama soft, uh, he brings in, you know, Rob Fennessy, who good defender but can't really score and it it comes down to you know sure two three years down the road Sage Tolentino may be a really good basketball player and that's what the Bearcats are hoping but if not you look back and you say all right well there's two three guys on this roster that just don't match up with NKU guys let alone Arizona out of the Pac-12 and you just wonder all right like he's got to get some bigs in here or it's going to be a, a long couple of seasons for the America. I don't recognize what I'm watching. I mean, for the longest time, at least you got toughness from Mick Cronin. You get rock fights. I just, it goes back to, I don't know what this team's identity is. And if, if this was Mick Cronin's Maui team in 2009 or whatever, when he, when he sent the team there with, with uh, Lance Stevenson, and, and they had this type of defensive performance, they would have been walking the road to Hana the next day. They would have been walking home from Hawaii. Mick Crona would not have had it. Um, I just – I don't know. And it's not on the players because the the coach recruited them in here, and they just do not look like they are ready to make that jump to the Big 12. Fortunately, they don't have to this year. But we're going to have to watch two more games of them in the Maui Invitational. And hey, prove me wrong. Beat Ohio State tomorrow and I'm back on the train. I'm a very reactive, emotional fan here. But what I saw tonight, the fact that the Bearcats shot lights out like they did in that Illinois game last year, really their only significant win of the season. That's how they got it done. They shot lights out. They shoot lights out in this one and – Never even had a chance. They would have lost that game 100 out of 100 times. Maybe Arizona's the best team in the country, and I'm overreacting. Or maybe they're the 14th team in the country, and Cincinnati is just not a good basketball team and wouldn't be better than my alma mater, Ohio University. And that's what I'm afraid of right now, is that this Cincinnati team has fallen off that hard, and people are saying, let's wait, let's give West time. You got it. You got to give him four years w- with the situation he inherited. But right now with what we've seen on the floor from the Bearcats and the, the bigs that he's recruited and the two opportunities that, that he's had to bring them in, I don't know how you give him anything above a, a D. I mean, I like the, the Daniel skillings signing. He looks real nice. He's going to be a good player in three, four years. And I like bringing in Landers Nolly when he probably could have gone to a bigger school. Those are his two biggest wins right now as a head coach, aside from that, I'm sitting here and I'm just wondering because I don't know what their brand of basketball is. I don't know what he's trying to do with some of these lineups where he's throwing out Finney, Oguama, and Jared Hensley in the same lineup. I, I,
0: I don't know, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I got I got one more thing for you here, Charlie, before I let you go. Uh, Landers Nolly scores 30 30- three points in this game nine for 14 from three 12 for 18 from the floor overall Mike Adams Woods has 11 uh, Victor and finishes with 17 Jer- uh, Jeremiah Davenport he fouled out he had 10 but I think it goes back to the the point that you made about t- this team's identity and you like to think that they pride themselves on the defensive side of the floor and then they go up and give over 100 points to granted one of the best offensive teams in the country in Arizona But this is a Cincinnati team that is very much looking for an identity. And if you can't win a game where you score 93 points and you can't get production out of your bigs where you're going to have, you know, Ballo and Tubelis tonight who just completely overmatched UC's front court all night long. They were getting anything and everything they wanted to combine for 51 points. That's just going to be an identity issue for this UC team. And if they keep just playing one big, that's going to be an issue
1: Well, they don't have any better options. You know, uh, that's, John, that's, the, that's the John point. John Newman's someone that's potentially coming back down the road, but he's not going to help you in that regard. He gives you another perimeter defender, but you have that with Rob Finnessy right now who's who's stepping into some of those minutes potentially, and, and that's not your biggest issue. You got the Bearcats got bullied in the paint, uh dominated in transition. It seemed, at least, I, I'm not looking at the box score here, but it seemed like they got dominated in both. Arizona was getting easy shots. Cincinnati was not. Since he was taking tough shots and hitting tough shots. They go ice cold, miss some of their shots. It's a 30-point basketball game. It looked like Memphis with John Calipari when they were playing Mick Cronin <laughs> with, with John Williamson and Marcus Sykes and Jamal Warren. It, it looked that overmatched at times. And, and the fact that Cincinnati covered is absolutely incredible. Um, with, with all the shots that they were hitting late. I think Nolly hit three down the stretch. Then the Josh Reed hit a couple. But again, it, it goes down to this isn't a physical basketball team. I'm sitting there at home watching the uh, – for my job, I cover the Golden State Warriors, one of the best moving teams off the ball in, in basketball history. And then you watch the Bearcats, and it's more the same of what we've seen. Pass it around the perimeter, chuck up some threes. I don't know if it's a good enough shooting team to win a lot of games that way. Um, So we'll see. There's nothing that I saw from this game that makes me think they're an NCAA tournament team. The only thing that I do like is the fact that uh, Landers Nolly potentially will be a Bearcat next year if he decides to come back because he's, uh, he's really good. He's a good player.
0: Yeah, he is. Like I said, finished with 33 tonight. So now you see, will play today as you all listen to this, and they will play Ohio State uh, in that game uh, this afternoon. And that game um, will be at 5 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. Charlie, uh, I'm glad I gave you an opportunity to vent this one out. Uh, this was a long night for UC, uh, and uh, now it's over at, I'm looking at the clock, 2.07 a.m. Eastern I like- time.
1: And Victor Locken, I haven't said anything about him. He looks like he's going to be a nice player for the Cats, and they, and they do have a few guys that you're pointing to, and you like what they could be down the road. But it's going to start with a big man. I know Cincinnati, the, the a top five big man in the class of 2024 who could potentially reclassify. Five-star Flory Bedunga, the 6'9 guy. They they need to land some of these recruits because through the portal, with, with the bigs that they've brought in, through the two last year with – Abdullah abduladu and, and koval and now odio guama last year that they brought in and then this year bringing in a Zipke. these just aren't bearcat picks, and you, you can't get on them because they're collegiate athletes that make probably little money off their nil and they're going out giving it everything they have so you can't get on them all you can point at is the coach that's making millions of dollars and that you know isn't going to have a hot seat anytime soon nor should he But um, you expect them to bring in a a little bit more of bigs that fit the Bearcat brand of toughness. There's a new stadium. They're heading to the Big 12. Uh, Come on now. Come on now. Let's, uh, (laughs) Let's not settle here.
0: Charlie, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Paul. Thanks again to Charlie for taking the time and sharing his honest thoughts about UC's performance against Arizona. Today is a travel day for Xavier out to the Pacific Northwest as they get set to tip off the PK 85 on Thursday against Florida. Kentucky doesn't play until tomorrow. Dayton begins the battle for Atlantis on Wednesday as well. And Miami is off until Saturday. Again, just a programming note I will be out in Portland covering Xavier, UConn, and Villanova for the Big East, but that does not change the rebound rundown schedule. There will be an episode tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday in your podcast app when you wake up. Have a great Tuesday, everyone, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.